This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. Anyone who's been listening to these stories for long enough knows that when Jews were not able to pay their debts in the old days, what the poorets or the landowner would do was simply take the family and throw them in a deep, dark dungeon and let them sit there until somebody paid off their debts. In the Heligabal Shem Tov, he took the mitzvah of Pidyon Shvu'im, ransoming captives, very seriously. When the Baal Shem Tov would find out that there was a person or a family that had been thrown into debtor's prison, he would start collecting money and try to get them out as soon as possible. One time there was a family thrown into debtor's prison, and the Baal Shem Tov spent the entire week trying to collect tzedakah in order to redeem this family, specifically hoping that they would get out before Shabbos because they had been there already for many months. And when he went to the Poritz and offered him the ransom money, the Poritz wouldn't take one penny less than what was owed to him, which meant that until just a few hours before Shabbos, the Baal Shem Tov didn't have the money. And then as soon as he did, he ran to the Poritz and freed this family. Since it would take them many hours to get home, the Baal Shem Tov said to them, Come, please be by me for Shabbos. And of course the family, so grateful that the Helega Baal Shem Tov had saved them, and knowing that he was a great tzaddik himself, they happily spent Shabbos with the Baal Shem Tov and his family in Mezhibuz. Sitting at the Friday night dinner, where many of the Hasidim were there as well, the Baal Shem Tov turns to the husband of the family, and he says, So tell me, what news have you heard today? Because of course you know, that was the only way that people knew what was going on. They would ask one another, what news did you hear? And everything would either spread word of mouth or nobody would know anything. And so the husband of the family, he looks at the Baal Shem Tov and he says, Rebbe, you're the one who ransomed us. I've been in prison for months now. Why do you think I would know any news? So the Baal Shem Tov said, okay, fine. You don't have any news. So tell us something about your past. And the man sat there and he said, well, Rebbe, truth is, I can't really think about anything that interesting about my past that I'd want to share with you. But I did have something very strange happen to me when I was in prison. So the Baal Shem Tov said, No, tell us what happened to you in prison. And the husband said, You know, we were sitting in this pit, deep, dark underground. There was no light. We couldn't see anything. It was terrible. And all week long, we would hear this crying and wailing coming from a corner in the pit. We figured it was a group of other prisoners, but we couldn't see them. And every Friday afternoon, they would stop crying and start laughing so hard, it hurt our ears. <laughs> and this went on for weeks. My family and I, we were scared to death. Every time we heard the crying and the laughing, we just huddled together in the corner and hoped that nobody would hurt us. We really didn't understand what was going on. However, this week, knowing that you, Rebbe, were collecting money for us, and that Be'ezat Hashem, we would be released, I had some guts, and I shouted out to the corner where all of this crying and laughing was coming from, and I said, Who are you? And what is all this noise that you make all the time? And then a voice responded to me from the other side of the pit. 
We are the unholy spirits who live off of the mistakes that a great tzaddik makes. Every week, he fasts all week long. And he breaks his fast on Friday by drinking a small bottle of milk that he prepares Friday morning before he davens. And all week long, the power of the tzaddik overwhelms us because he's truly a tzaddik. And that's why we cry all the time every day. Because we live off of his mistakes. And if the tzaddik is not making a mistake, we have nothing to live off of. Every Friday, however, we make somebody in his house spill the milk. And that makes him so angry. And we live off of his anger. So when the tzaddik gets angry, our stomachs are full. And so you understand, when the tzaddik is being a tzaddik, we cry because we're hungry. But when the tzaddik gets angry, we laugh. Oh, yeah! Because we live off of his anger. Now this week, we saw that the tzaddik realized that this was happening. He was getting angry every week and it wasn't good. So he made an extra special decision that he's going to not get angry this Friday, no matter what happens. Because he knew that every time he got angry, it would wipe out all of the work that he had done the whole week long. So he said, no matter what, he's not going to get angry. And what did he do? He put the milk in a closet and locked it with a key. And he was the only one that had the key. And that's why we were so upset this week, because we thought, how are we going to make the tzaddik angry? He got us this time. But then we realized that we're spirits and we have special powers. So what did we do? This morning, one of us appeared at the house of the tzaddik, dressed as a woodcutter knocked on the tzaddik's door and offered his wife a pile of wood at a really good price. The wife's purse, we knew, was in the same closet as the milk. And so she went to her husband and she said, Give me the key. I need to pay the woodcutter. The husband reluctantly gave the key. And since she was nervous and didn't want to keep the woodcutter waiting, by mistake, she knocked over the bottle of milk And the tzaddik exploded in rage and was so angry. He was angry at his wife and he was angry at himself and he was angry at the milk and he was angry at everything. And so we were so happy. Because when the tzaddik got angry, our stomachs were full. And so the husband turns to the head of Shem Tov and says, Rebbe, that's what was going on in the pit all the time that we were there. Laughing, crying. Believe me, Rebbe, I have no idea who this tzaddik is. But if he only knew, and sitting there amongst the crowd of people at the Hele Gebal Shem Tov's table, listening to the story was one of the Hasidim of the Baal Shem Tov that all of a sudden fell over in a faint. And everybody knew that this tzaddik would fast all week long and break his fast every week on Friday with a little bottle of milk.
You know, I have so much fun recording these stories, as I'm sure you can hear. And I just want to thank you, my listeners, for listening, for the people that have reached out to me personally and told me that they listen to the stories. And so many parents have told me that their children listen to the stories when they go to sleep at night. I've had people write to me that they binge and that they're addicted to the stories and they look forward to the next story and they share these stories with their friends. And really, there's nothing more meaningful to me than hearing those things. So thank you for listening. Be sure to go to my website, HasidicStory.com, H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. And there you'll see a, a link to become a supporter. Your financial support allows me to buy new equipment like this microphone and the preamp that I'm using. There's more equipment that I'd like to buy. And make sure to also listen to my other podcast, Jewish People and Ideas, where I have conversations with some of the top Jewish thought leaders and thinkers and writers about contemporary Jewish topics. And I look forward to our next story session together. Thank you again, my sweetest friends.